This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are kicking off hour number three of the show today on this Friday, Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. My man, Damon Cotton, your boy, Q. And pleased to have now on the phone lines a man that's going to be on the call for the game on Sunday, Raiders and Bengals, and that's Charles Davis from CBS Sports. And Charles, welcome back to the show. We do appreciate you. Uh, it was great having you on before. It's going to be fantastic having you on again. And Looking at these two teams, they're both 5-4, and four, and they're both on two-game losing streaks. To me, on paper, these teams look very similar match. How do you see this, this matchup just off top with the two teams? Well, first of all, thanks for having me. I apologize about the background noise. I was out on my walk and didn't time it quite right, so I apologize <laughs> for that. But I see it the way you see it. These are, I'm not going to call them mirror images of each other, but they're in the same spot. And just think back to two games ago. I'm not going to use weeks because members open week. But two games ago, these two teams were running their divisions, and Cincinnati was running the AFC. I know it sounds weird to say, right? Right. We jumped ahead so fast. Because I remember my colleagues over at the NFL today, they pretty much the show was. Hold on, we. We lost Charles. Well, we lost. Try, try to connect again with him real quick. We lost him real quick. I think I think he got in his car, uh, and, and he's too good to, to miss him. <laughs> just, just try to just try to reconnect. I think he just uh, he just got into the car or something. So uh, he was on his walk and planned it just a little off, but that's okay. That's okay. Like I said, we will we'll keep our head on a swivel. I don't want to uh, I don't want to miss what uh, what he's got to say. But uh, he was starting off talking about the fact that you know they, they're two teams that that are similar to each other, and they're both sitting there right now at 5-2. and two. So we will reconnect with, uh, with Charles Davis again. He'll be on the call on, uh, on Sunday uh, for CBS Sports 105 kickoff. You can hear that game right here on Raider Nation Radio 920 as well. It's going to be, a, 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 again, it's going to be a game that both teams really want in a major way. They both want this game. They both need this game. Um, the Raiders really need it for themselves. Cincinnati, I mean, I think they kind of, um, I don't know. They, they got out, and I'll ask Charles when he gets back on. Um, I, I feel like that they really got off to a hot start that, that a lot of folks didn't expect them to have. And so they're already kind of maybe even ahead of the curve now, not saying that they don't want to win anymore because they do. They want to go to the playoffs. But uh, I think the Raiders, this, this is a game that they probably need more than Cincinnati needs it. But, again, I'll ask Charles when he gets back onto the phone. DeMond's trying to uh, catch up to him right now. It sounded to me like he got into his car. And that happens to me every once in a while where I'll get into the car and I'll be talking on the phone. Then all of a sudden, like the Bluetooth thing connects because you're trying to be safe. And then boom, <laughs> then all of a sudden you either lose the person or the person loses you or something kind of wonky happens. So that'll be uh, we'll, we'll connect with him in just a few seconds. Uh, I'll go over a couple text messages while we try to effort uh, Charles Davis. One from uh, Mailman Raider. We were talking about those old, uh, the old teams when Jason Campbell was leading the way. He said, don't forget about Zach Miller on those teams. I remember that Zach Miller, the old Wiley tight end, and that was a heck of a player. 
I used to uh, I used to really like Zach Miller. He was a uh, he was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, he was the go to guy even when uh, Jamarcus Russell was on the squad. He was the the go to guy. Right now, Demond has uh, reconnected with Charles Davidson. Charles, we do appreciate you. Sorry about that little <laughs> lost connection. No, no, you're good. No worries at all. But you were talking about how these teams look like they could be kind of not yeah. mirror images, but similar. They're similar. They're in similar positions. Look, five and four for both of them now. Coming from five and two. This is not this is not a loser leave town match, but it's definitely one of those where someone's got to get right, okay. And and typically, when we talk about a get right game, that means you're going to mash someone. Right. Either one just wants to win by one point. <laughs> that's what I mean by getting right this week. Yeah, and, and that's what you know we were kind of talking about, and and I feel like that the Cincinnati Bengals they got off to a start that a lot of people didn't expect. Uh, the Raiders came into the season saying that they wanted to be a playoff team. So in my opinion. Right. The Raiders need this more for their psyche, their mental, probably a little bit more than Cincinnati, but both teams still want to win. I think you got a great point there, and let's, let's see if I can follow along your line. The Raiders need it more because there were bigger expectations in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Even if the Raiders put it on themselves, but prior to John Gruden no longer being the head coach, there's a lot of chatter about, hey, <laughs> what has really happened with the record here? Mm-hmm. When are they going to show that improvement? Mike Mayock, my colleague, my friend, NFL Network, he said it in preseason. We expect to be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. So you're right about that. Cincinnati, they were that lovable story, which is why we all jumped the gun at 5-2 and two and said, if the playoffs began today, right. Because it was, it was irresistible. We couldn't let that go. That was too good. We knew that we thought that it would, they would be better. But did we think that they would have gone ahead and beaten Pittsburgh already and all that other good stuff? No, probably not. Right. When they beat Baltimore, that was the one because the way that they beat and they Baltimore. they beat Baltimore. Right. They thumped them. Right, exactly. I, mean, I saw the score come through. Did you do the same thing I did? Did you do the double, triple, quadruple take? Yes, what? absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Matter of fact. 41-16 against Baltimore? Right. I think, weren't you in Vegas for that game? Weren't you calling another uh, the another Raider game that day? There's, there's a strong there's a strong possibility considering <laughs> this will be our fourth Vegas, Las Vegas game this year, third in Las Vegas. Yeah, so there's a strong possibility. The answer is yes. <laughs> I thought so. I thought so. But that one really did, Charles, like you said, caught my attention in a major way. Like, okay, this team is for real and so you know they have the Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase connection uh, I, I thought that they should have gone with the offensive lineman in the draft but what do I know you know they go and they get this uh, this wide receiver and it looks like a really good uh, a good pick so how much you know, you know you know it's funny real quick on that one because look hindsight's always twenty twenty, right and all of us who evaluate the draft and do different things look we all want to talk about our wins and minimize our losses and the truth of the matter is if you are a talent evaluator if you're a talking head on TV doing it, if you are the draft guru for a team that you get paid to do that, your batting average, if you hit 50%, you should go straight to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's how the draft is. If people think I'm downplaying it. Go ahead and evaluate some drafts. Pick your favorite team if, you hear, if you're listening to us, since you are listening to us. Pick your favorite team. Take 10 years of drafts and evaluate and see and call and, and use your own scale, but make it simple on yourself. Just say, contributor to my team. Legit contributor to my team. And then judge your drafts. 
it's a lot harder than people think. Everybody acts like, oh, my God, this team, they've drafted so well for so many years. They've hit on every. Yeah, some have done better than others. There's no disputing that. But you'd be surprised at how thin that line is between the ones who we consider the best drafting teams and the ones we consider bad drafting teams. It's not as big a deal as many think. And a lot of guys end up doing well for other teams than the one that they dra- than the one right. that drafted them. So real quick on, J- on Jamar Chase, that was the big debate. You were in it. I was in it, right? Heck, the Bengals were in it. Right. What are we going to do? And when Anthony Munoz, who played left tackle as well as anyone who's ever played the game of football for the Bengals, endorsed Panay Sewell, I said, oh, boy. I'd hate to be Duke Tobin, who was their draft guy. Mm-hmm. Because now you've got the man himself saying left tackle. If you want to go another direction, you really better be right. And I thought that they might go chase only for this reason. Jonah Williams did not get discussed at all during our run-up. We, we, essentially, we kind of said, well, you know, Jonah Williams, he hadn't played much. and Heck, we just kick him to right tackle. I mean, that was the discussion right away. Cincinnati believed in him, made the decision on chase, and to this day, they, they've been the ones who have been correct. So you got to give them their due. Yeah, you really do. And, and I, I've said that many times that, hey, I was wrong about that call, and that's okay. I don't mind being right. It's okay. Uh, right. There, there, are lot, there are a lot of other ones that you're right about. Trust me. Right. <laughs> but, but the ones that are wrong are the ones that linger for everyone. It's not the ones that you get right that, that, that allow you to stay at a job. It's, the, it's the, 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 the lower number that you get wrong that allow you to stay at a job. Because you're supposed to be right when you pick a person. Right. Absolutely. And you know what, Charles, I, I want to ask you while we're talking about the draft and Mike Mayaka was your colleague at NFL Network. He's the general yeah. manager for the Raiders right now. How do you think that that works moving forward? Because we know Gruden had the final say on everything. How do you think yeah. it works now with Mike Mayock? And, and, and how do you think maybe the draft looks a little bit different with him, and, 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 you know, as the guy that has a say so? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's a great question, and, and the way that I see it, let's just start with present day, okay? Because running the organization, I think uh, Mark Davis, as the owner, did say something along the lines of previously it was John 51, Mike 49%. Now it's Mike 51%, Rich Passaccia 49%, etc. I think the I think the number is much higher in Mike's favor, truthfully. Rich is an interim head coach who's trying to prove himself, and I hope that it works well for him. He's another guy that I've had to amazing respect for over the years and i know this team likes to play for him and i think any team would like that what i'm going to say is right now this organization needs mike running it and everything flowing through him as the gm so that rich can go coach now let's move forward on the draft itself with john having the final say we will never know the exacts on who really liked henry ruggs who really liked Damian. Yeah, who really liked Cleve Farrell, who really liked – we don't know who the final decision-maker was. John would own it because he has that in his contract. But the way things get presented for the most part is what? The GM made the selection. Right? Right. I mean, if you think about it nationally, Mike Mayock's the GM of record. And Mike Mayock's integrity is so strong that you will never find an article – this is my prediction – an article, a radio show, a podcast, where he will ever divulge what percentage he was on each one of those picks. He will say, these are, these are picks that we made, and I'm the person of record. I stand by those picks. I will guarantee you that. That's how Mike Mayock is made up. He is not going to throw anyone under the bus. He's not going to let you know, well, I went real crazy about that guy. <laughs> He's never going to do that. 
That's not who he is. Right. Moving forward, you asked how it might play out. If Mike's the one in charge of that next year, I, I think that some things might get vetted a little bit stronger, potentially. Potentially. Right. But he still wants, look, he still wants big, strong, physical football players, and he's not going to sit there, in my opinion, and say if a guy had one mistake in college, he's off of the board. they got to evaluate what it is and see what their risk, risk factor is. But right now, with some of the guys, I'd say that they're probably going to evaluate it maybe a little bit stronger. Nice, nice. I like it. And you're right about him not throwing anybody under the bus. Uh, when they released Damon Arnett, he said, hey, that's 100% on me. You know, he, he, took, yeah. he took it all that, like, like that. I mean, regardless. That's who he is. Right. Regardless how it played out, he, he definitely was not going to, uh, you know, put, yeah. throw anyone under and the I'm, bus. Let me just say this real quick. That's one of the reasons that my admiration for him is super high. It's because having known him over the years, I've never seen him in a situation where he wavered on whether he would take something on or not if he thought that that was his place to do so or should do so. He stood by whatever he did. Now, all of us should be doing all of that. I would like to do more of that myself. Right. So I always said to myself, that's a, that's, a, that's a characteristic I want to have more of in my life. And again, it sounds like I'm making Mike into some type of a saint. That's not my point. My point is just very simply, in an organization like this, when things went, went south, how many other times could you pick up and point to an organization and go, oh, yeah, you see? The new person takes over and they immediately let you know, oh, that wasn't for that guy, or really, that was above my head, or how many times you go, oh, that was above my pay grade. Mm-hmm. No, that's not who Mike Mayock is. Oh, I respect that. I do. I think that that's a great point that you made right there. We're talking with Charles Davis from CBS Sports. He's going to be on the call on uh, Sunday. Raiders and Bengals at Allegiant Stadium. And Mike, uh, Mike, excuse me, I'll talk about Mike Mayock now. Charles, uh, talk, talking about we're one guy. Now. Yeah, we're on Mike Mayock now. I can't get off Mike Mayock. Unbelievable. <laughs> but uh, as far as the game goes, I've been saying that I think Darren Waller's got to be more involved in the game. I know people are going to take him away, but he's such an incredible talent. How do you think that the Raiders get him involved, or do you think he needs to be a bigger factor? No, he definitely needs to be a bigger factor because your best players need to touch the ball. It's it's that simple. And I don't think the Raiders haven't tried to do that. And, yes, people have tried to take him away, and they do certain things. And sometimes people just make really good plays. You know, I Mm -hmm. I know we all get tired of the trite argument when we hear a coach say, well, you know something, they get paid too. (laughs) Okay, yeah, I know. But but there there is a truth to that as well. All right. So when you get good matchups, when you get a Tyron Matthew who can come over and help with a Darren Waller, it makes it tougher to do because he's an excellent ball player himself. But I know Greg Olson is, is an offensive coordinator, is a play caller, and a designer. He's not going to just let that stand. <laughs> right. He's smart enough to know I've got to get the ball to these guys. Things are going to change a little bit, too, because running the football is something they've wanted to do. Can they do it? They've done it a little bit, but it hasn't been consistent. So if you do that and you start a ball game and you don't run it real well, do you stay with it? Or do you say, I've got to get the ball to Waller. I've got to get the ball to Brian Edwards. I've got to get the ball to Foster Moreau a little bit. I've got to get the ball to Deshaun Jackson for some big shots now. That's why we brought him in. You know, all of those things come into play now. Could Josh Jacobs come me out of the backfield catching the ball with Kenyon Drake? Yes. So all those things come into play. And I'll just leave it with this. These great minds have to take all that into account and then figure out how can I formation, scheme, and give my guy a little bit more room? Do I take him and hide him in the backfield and swing it to him? 
Do I send everyone to one side of the, the, the formation and I put him on what we call the nub side or the back side and have it a one-on-one and somehow try and hope to create not a true one-on-one, not where they can slide a second guy out underneath him on routes? You see where I'm going with that? I mean, yeah. Archie the Gunslinger Cooley was the head coach at Mississippi Valley State. I don't know how many people remember that name. He was Jerry Rice's head coach. Mm-hmm. And when Jerry Rice was catching passes, he was known as Jerry World Rice at Mississippi Valley State, catching passes from his quarterback, Willie Satellite Totten. Okay? <laughs> right. And they were tearing it up. And teams, of course, had to scheme. And they started coming up with stuff to double and, and, and have a third guy in the vicinity of Jerry Rice. And the gunslinger came up with what he called the stack eye. And everyone went to one side of the formation, and now you had Jerry Rice by himself on the backside. How many people can you put out there on him? Because if you put more than one, right. someone's open on the other side. Mm-hmm. And that's how the gunslinger kept Jerry Rice going, kept, kept that, the, they called it the Satellite Express. And that led to us seeing Jerry Rice on the NFL level. I love it. I love it. Raiders, the Raiders need to get the Satellite Express. Get him over for Darren Waller. You just cracked the code, Charles. A little, little bit different in coverage. <laughs> just a little bit different just in coverage. A little. But just a little bit different, but but the idea remains there. And, and, and I'm counting, I figure Greg Olson is going to have a few wrinkles there to try and find ways to get Darren Waller the football, get him involved early, get him going, and create more opportunities for others. Because if you have to stay on Waller, and I'm not a huge Vin Scully statistics guy. But I did read one that kind of rings true. Waller under 50 yards, 0-3 are the Raiders this year. Waller over 50 yards, they're 4-1. Boom. There it is right there. That's a mic drop moment right there, Charles. I'm going to leave it at that right there because I think that that's something that everyone needs to keep right in their mind. 4-1 over 50 yards, so the Raiders got to go out there and make it happen. Charles, thank you so much for your time. You're great as always. We do appreciate you. Have a great call on Sunday, and we'll see you in the booth. And thank you so much for you and everyone listening for your patience with me. Sorry about the extra ambient noise out there. But I had to take advantage of this gorgeous day in Las Vegas. I had to walk the strip. I had to see people. I had to do it. And by the way, five different showgirls in outfits asked me to take pictures with them. And I was feeling pretty special until I realized they were asking everybody. To take <laughs> so I'm not so special. Uh, you special in our book, Charles. It's all right. It happens <laughs> to the best of us. I fell for the banana and tailpipe, too, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. Enjoy the weekend. It's a lot of action, a lot of sports going on this weekend. So soak it all in and then enjoy the game on Sunday. Certainly will. I, I, I flew in with a bunch of people from Michigan. They're here for the basketball Ooh, with yep. Utah State and Arizona and UNLV. And mm-hmm. I have to believe next week you've got UCLA Gonzaga one yes. and two going at it. Yes. It's, it's, it's a great place to be. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great place to be. You take care. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Charles. Appreciate you. There he goes. The great Charles Davis right there. He'll be on the call on a Sunday at Legion Stadium. Man, it's going to be fun. And my man said five different showgirls stopped him and tried to take a picture with him. That was awesome. That's a promo. That's a promo right there. Please mark that. You got it. That is a promo. Charles Davis, fantastic. And it is, man. I'll tell you, when you just get an opportunity to walk up and down the strip, when you just there's no, you're not really busy or anything. Like you just want to go and hang out. And I don't do it very often. I did it more when when we first got here in town, but. It was just just to be able to kind of look around and and just soak it in and just have a relaxing like Sunday afternoon. It is a lot of fun just to chill and and, and look. So uh, the weather's a lot better today than it was when I first got here in July when it was blazing hot out there. So uh, if you're going to walk, 
it's a much better day to walk uh, today than it is uh, when it was summertime and 100 plus degrees out. But uh, good stuff right there from Charles Davis from CBS Sports. We definitely appreciate his time. 319 is the time. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. 324 is the time here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Many thanks to Charles Davis who joined us in the last segment. If you missed that conversation, and you missed it. No, but you can check it out, lvsportsnetwork.com. Everything that we do here on the radio station, we always have up on the website. Uh, always the uh, demand always podcast the show as well so anywhere you find your podcast look unnecessary roughness radio nation radio 920 you can find it but that was a really good conversation with charles davis definitely appreciate his time uh as always and uh we don't have any more guests lined up for the rest of the show so we definitely want to hear from you radio nation 702-365-9200 and also the salmon ash text line 69187 keyword r&r wanted to update you on a couple things one vinnie bonsignor is going to be coming up next in the huddle 4 to 6 p.m from treasure island the ti the golden circle sportsbook <laughs> Golden Circle Sportsbook is at Treasure Island, not at the Oyo. <laughs> the Oyo Hotel and Casino. And the Oyo Hotel Casino is the Underground Lounge. Yes. Man, I, I knew, hey, I was I was in the zone too, man. On Monday when I was at the Oyo and I thought that, and I, and I shouted out the Golden Circle Sportsbook, my bad, but I was so fired up, I was so excited to go and do that show just to realize that I was saying in the wrong place. But it happens, you know, you things happen. Yourself. You know, it's it's kind of like Charles Davis having five different uh, showgirls asking for a picture and then realize feeling that, like the man. Yeah, like hey man, no doubt about it, no <laughs> doubt about it. this is what's up. But no, it's just that's just what they do. And they be walking those streets all night long, Ooh. all night long. But now it's not here to talk about the showgirls. But no, Vinny Bossignor is going to be at the TI uh, four to six p.m. So definitely go hang out with him this evening. Uh, I'm sure UNLV and Michigan will be on. I'm sure UNLV and San Diego State will be on. I mean, all the fantastic action will be on those TVs there. So definitely go check out him, uh, hang out with him for a little bit, and uh, do what you got to do. Uh, also, I want to talk about what's going on tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be at, as we are every single time that there's a a Raider home game. The night before, we're always at. Um, we're always at the Rockstar Bar and Grill. Man, I'm getting all these places. I'm getting all these places twisted. It must be Friday afternoon. Demond's shaking his head. He's rubbing his head. Demond, what's going on with your boy over Thought here? Thought I was going to have to come in and make the save. Yeah, <laughs> you almost did. Might as well have jumped on in there and made the save. Rockstar Bar and Grill. That's where we'll be at. You know why Demond knows it though? Because Demond is the man there. He walks in there and the music comes on. Well, I'm gonna have to walk a little different tomorrow though. That's that's yeah. gonna, <laughs> I, I ain't forgetting. But I can tell by the way you walk. Now, DeMond's going to walk in there. He's going to have a little bit of swagger about himself. He's going to walk in there, and he's going to wait for that old mystical song come on. The man right here. That's all. You just you just want to hear the beat come on as soon as you walk through the door. DeMond is the man. But we'll be at the Rockstar Bar and Grill as we are uh, every single Saturday night before home games. And uh, this one's going to be really special because Lucille, who's been on the show multiple times, uh, it's her birthday. So we're celebrating her birthday on Saturday at, uh, at the Rockstar. So I encourage everyone who's coming to town, who's in town, who already lives here uh, and is around town, come hang out, man. We're going to have a lot of fun, help Lucille celebrate her birthday. It's free to get in, free parking and everything. So you don't have to worry about any of that. Uh, there's no age limit. So if you have some kids, you can bring them with you. Uh, my daughter rolls out there with with us all the time so you can come and hang out too so it's it's a it's a lot of fun uh we hang out and you can see uh the shenanigans that are Damon. he uh he likes to get into some shenanigans and he likes to have a good time out there uh but you know clay comes out pritch was out there last week i mean think about that remember it used to be just Vinny, 
It was Vinny and me. It was Vinny, me, and you. It was Vinny, me, you, and Hondo. And then it's like, now everyone's rolled out. Clay Baker's on it. Pritch is there. Heidi Fang is there. I saw Cassie Soto say that she might come out. She heard that it's the OG Lucille's birthday, yeah. and she had to come out for that, too. So Cassie Soto, who's a regular contributor on the show, she'll probably be there. She wasn't a contributor this week, but she's doing fiancé and, and you know engagement-type things and the whole wedding stuff. And it's funny, real quick, and then we'll go to the phone lines. We were, in, uh, we were about to go down to the media session following the game Sunday night against the Chiefs, and I forget who it was in the, in the uh, elevator that was asking Cassie about different what she was planning on doing, you know, as far as marriage plans and everything. And, hey, have you guys found a venue? You know, first of all, let me tell you, and I'm not trying to ruin anyone's dream. Such a waste <laughs> of money. Such a waste of money. And this is, what, this is what I was told. Before I got married, everyone was like, oh, cute. It's a lot of waste of money. You and your wife should just save your money and go and do something nice, whatever like that. We're like, oh, no, we got it. You know, of course it was the wife, wasn't me, because we got married during football season. Who does that, right? But I just had to take the L and do it. So, uh, <laughs> you know, if it was up to me. I'd have waited till summertime because it's married in football season. But hey, you know, that's it is what it is. So she went through everything and she had to have this and she had to have that. She had to have the fancy caterer and she had to have the photo booth. And, you know, anyway, money, 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 just burning it. It's like going out back and just burning money, right? And so Cassie's talking about what she's planning on doing. And I'm sitting there thinking, and in my mind, DeMond, the whole time in the elevator, I was like, should I just tell her right now that that's such a waste of money and don't do it? And I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that to her. I'm not going to. So I didn't say nothing. But then when I texted her and I was asking her if she's going to be on the show, she's like, well, you know, I actually have to go check out this venue. And I was about to text back, waste of money. And I thought, nah, I'm just going to let her have it. Just She waited 10 years to get engaged. I'm not going uh, to dog her out on, on spending all of uh, Losa's money. Because you know Losa's going to have to break <laughs> bread. And he knows he's going to have to break bread. Losa's working overtime. <laughs> you know what I just thought about right now for huh. you? Be like, you know, like objections. You don't, you're not objecting to that, but you're going to be like, now y'all done wasted all this money. <laughs> you waste all this damn money for. If anybody has anything to say, I'll tell you. But I say all that, the wife will tell you right now. You could ask her on Saturday at the Rockstar. Hey, if you had to go back and do it again, would you spend all that money at the wedding? She'd be like, hell no. She'll tell you that in a heartbeat. She what told about us, the memories. She told, yeah, forget the memories. You know what? <laughs> you know what? Uh, let me tell you about the memories. And let me tell you how folks do at, at weddings. And I know anyone who's married probably has had this experience as well. But my wife is Mexican, and so she has a very large family, right? So she decided she had to invite everyone that was related to her. Because be careful, every, No, no, I'm not going to be careful. <laughs> we've, we've, we've had this discussion. Me and her have had this discussion. We've gone there before. Because I was objective then. But well, the one thing I can tell you is it's not our day. It's not about us. We don't matter. We're lucky that we're even invited. <laughs> we have one job. One job. You know how Bill Belichick says you have one job? We have one job when it comes to getting married. I do. And then get the hell out the way. That's all our job is. One day you learn that too. It's, it's, you have no say in anything that goes on. So anyway, as we're leading up to this, she's inviting this person, inviting this person. And so you have to have a certain amount of people. And then you have to have an, another security guard. So it's like the place that we, we, uh, we, got, it, we, we were, got married at. I think they gave us 150 people. And then after 150, you had to hire another security guard. So what we did, she went and invited a bunch of people, like a boatload of people, right? And then she said, oh, uh, so-and-so, I have to invite them because they'll be mad if I don't invite them. I said, who are they? Oh, that's my cousin. And I was all, are you close to them? Yeah. I said, no, you're not because I don't know them. You know what I mean? Like, that's the one thing. You're not close to that person because I don't know them. And they don't know me. 
I could walk right past them on the street and they wouldn't know that but I was me. We all got them cousins that you ain't seen them in years. No, you know. we don't. No, because you know what? I didn't invite mine that I don't talk to. I invited my immediate family. People that I actually can go through my phone and call. Not ones that I had to call my uncle's cousin's nephew's baby daddy to get their number. You weren't worried about reaching that 150 limit on your side, huh? No! I had a, <laughs> I had a handful of people. My mama was there. My cousin Jesse, who's still outside, he was there. His mama was there, I think. Uh, yeah, I think she was there. You can count them all in one hand, huh? Yeah, basically. <laughs> all the people that were there for me were at one table. One table. Everyone else was there for her. Anyway, quick story. I know we got to call her. One person RSVP'd 20, because you got to RSVP so we know how much food to buy. One of her family members that she knows so well, in air quotes, RSVP'd 20. 20! Like 2-0. Like 20 twin twin. Like 10 plus 10. Five times, or five plus four, whatever. You get it. Five times four? Yeah, five mm-hmm, times mm-hmm. I'm going to let you work through it. This is your, this your story. This is your story. Come on. Come on. I'm rich. Anyway, you know how many people showed up out of those 20 that RSVP'd? Five. No, no, no. Seto. Zero. None. Nada. Not one swinging D walked through that door from that 20 RSVP. Not one. So you know what that was? One, it was a big old table with nobody there. It was a big row with nobody there, and it was a lot of wasted food and a lot of wasted money with nobody there. That's why you don't invite people that you don't really know. You invite immediate family that you actually care about, not family that is just family because they're family. You save your money. I'm sure they had a good excuse. They did not. They didn't show up. Oh, Miha, I forgot. Miho, I forgot. Don't Miho me. Give me a little bit of dinero. Pay me back. You know what the baby mama says? Got to rub me my money. Yeah, rub me my money. You know how much money I just spent? I would love to hear more of your Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) 702-365-9200. Who we got up here, man? Mitch in New Jersey called back. Okay, Mitch is like, every time I call, he gets on a story. Mitch, what's up, man? How's it going, Q? (laughs) I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for letting me back into the club, dude. <laughs> you're, and, uh, you're in, you're in the club, homeboy. You you were kick, you were kicking uh, my boy uh, Carson Palm. Yeah, I don't think he, he, I don't think he laid it all on him. That's for sure. And he did it pretty well with Arizona. I think he's a Hall of Fame. Was Justin Frogus part of? Um, oh, I like him, Huggy Bear. You, Justin, uh, well, him, I remember, and of course, Jamongus Russell. So it's back quite a few years. Yeah. But anyway, I'm hoping for Derek Carr. He's not, uh, we're going to get to be quarterback. He's Derek Carr, uh, you know, junior there. But Derek Carr himself is going to carry his team, and I want to see the defensive line um, get back to normal. They have a lot of talent there. Let's see. They're going to have to, put, do, they're going to, have to be chasing uh, Mr. Barrow there. Um, who, um, I, I, I agree with you. I, I was shocked that they got a wide receiver. But um, I guess he's putting everybody wrong. That's why I'm over here. And you, you know, um, I, we have a small order, they tell me. Um, Victor, Big Vic. Yeah, uh, I used to enjoy his, uh, his shows in, in uh, Samson. Small world. Nice. He says, uh, he says you deserve this job. Keep up, keep up the good things, buddy. Have a nice one. Thank you, my man. Appreciate you. Mitch in New Jersey right there. Kind of uh, went all around the water cooler on that one. I like it. So, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff right there. Appreciate you, Mitch. Uh, hit us up, 702-365-9200. Let us know uh, one player on offense, one player on defense who you think 
needs to step up and have a big game on Sunday for the Silver and Black to come away with the victory. Uh, Sir Whiskey Ray hit us up on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187. So you think getting married and having a big wedding is a huge waste? Oh, hell no. I think it's a beautiful event. Too bad we didn't ever hook up. Sincerely, that girl in Dublin who, who you rode the bike that one time late night back in the day. Cheers, Sir Whiskey Ray. <laughs> The bike story is an all-timer. Oh, hey, that story never that never gets old. Even the wife thinks that's a funny story. Thinks that's a funny story. She thinks that's hilarious. The, the good thing about most of my stories is it was pre-wife, so I could tell them. You know? <laughs> it's just It just was. Got a text. Did you invite your baby mama? Uh, no. No. What kind of question is that? Um, I think I said something about... I think I said something about Baymo. No, definitely did not. Definitely did not. That would uh, that would have not gone over too well with the natives. <laughs> that would not have gone over too well with me. You want to talk about being under the the firing squad? Man, the block was hot when my son graduated. When my son graduated from Roosevelt High in Fresno, the block was hot because we had to walk into. I felt like Daniel and the Lions did. Man, I had to walk into the pit of. Misery, <laughs> you know what I mean. I had a whole folk, a whole folkload of family that wasn't my family. It was my son's family looking at me and a wife, and it was just us two. We were like the, you know, we we were just it was just ride or die. Us two, we got to hold it down. No, and I was like, man, what they thinking? <laughs> it was a tough time, but we got through it. It was it was for a good cause. My son graduated. <laughs> Shout out to him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He brought us all together. Lovely. 702-365-9200. Who we got up next, Damon? Fargo Raider. Yeah, Fargo Raider. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, how you guys doing today? Oh, we're blessed. That's what's up. That's what I like to hear. I was going to say uh, about who should have a, a big game. I think the O-line really is, is who needs to step up this week. Protect Carr, you know, make some holes so we can get a little run going. Get out there for some screen passes. You know, I hope to see Waller out in a bunch formation out there on on whichever side, and the screen go to him this time instead of somebody else. And on the defense, and Gakwe and Max have to get they have to get home. They got to have a big game and get home. Gotcha. And I mean, as far as the weddings go, my friend, I'm divorced, so I I, I know what, I know what you're talking about with wasted money. I'm telling you, you know what I'm saying. And then since Demond was uh, throwing shots at Kansas. I grew up half my life in Arkansas, and they used to tell this joke all the time. It, do you know why Oklahoma has tornadoes all the time? No, why? Because Texas blows and Kansas sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a good one. Thank you for taking my call. Bada boom, bada bing. I like it. Great way to mic drop right there, Fargo Raider. We appreciate that. And I'll tell you right now, I know I totally poo-pooed on weddings and how much they cost. I guarantee you, everyone, you give them five years after they get married. Yes, everyone loves the event. It's great. Because we had a hell of an event. I'll tell you, it was not a wedding. It was not your hour. It was a party. We had an absolute party. Don't get me wrong. But we just realized how much money we could have saved. We could have done a whole lot of different things with it instead of go out there and spend the money and make everyone else's day great. You know what I mean? Like, we could have done a whole lot more other things with uh, that money instead of, you know, instead of wasting it like we did. But it's okay. I mean, that's, it's, it's what they do. It's what everyone does. Man, you got well, you got to savor those memories, man. Yeah. Come on, Q. Cool. Cool. <laughs> cool. You know what I had a memory of? How much money I used to have. <laughs> <laughs> yo, man, yo, Q, Q, man, like I said, man, you real. 
Real penny pincher here, man. Hey, man, my wife works at a bank. Well, she used to work at a bank. Now she works at a, at a, at a, uh, a trust department. So I'm not even tight with money. I actually spend money more than she would like me to spend money. And you hear me talking about saving money all the time. So can you imagine what I have to hear at home? Oh, this is five nine nine. I don't want to pay five nine nine. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you man. You know what, guys? I hate to bring it back. I hate to bring up old stuff, but it makes more and more sense why you didn't pass out candy on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> what am I wasting my money for? Giving candy to somebody else's kids for? Right. That's a good point. I don't even have candy <laughs> in my own house for my own kids. That's funny. Mailman Raider, hit us up on the Salmon Ash text line six nine one eight seven hashtag Just Pedal Baby. I like that. Just pedal, baby. Uh, we have one more text that I wanted to get to really quickly, and I lost it. So I'll, I'll look for it. I'll look for it. It's 340. We'll come back, uh, hit a couple more of these text messages. I want you to hear from Lee Sterling real quick. It's only about a two-minute segment about UNLV and Michigan. UNLV is 13.5-point underdogs in tonight's game uh, at the Hoop Court. Uh, T-Mobile Arena is going to be awesome. But you'll hear Lee's thoughts on that. I'll hit a couple more of these text messages. We'll close out this strong, this show strong as it's Friday, heading into the weekend. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. I just asked Damon during the commercial break, how do we run out of time in a three-hour show? We actually have extra time, and we still run out of time. We literally have 15 minutes left in the show. Really don't even have 15 minutes left in the show. Damon's telling all these stories throughout the course of the show, so that kind of really got us off track. But it's okay. Uh, we're going to keep trucking through. going to pass the sticks on to Vinny Bonsignor, who's at the TI, 4 to 6 p.m. He's going to hold it down. we got a lot to get to in about 15 minutes. we got Travel and Sacramento on hold. We're going to get to you in just a quick second. But before we do that, I want you to hear from Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. He's usually uh, on the show. He does a full segment with us. He wasn't able to. But uh, I talked to him this morning and just got his thoughts on UNLV and Michigan uh, hoop action, college hoop action. UNLV is 3-0. Michigan is 2-1 after losing to Seton Hall. So here's, here's that quick conversation. It's about two minutes long, two minutes strong. The running Rebels, 3-0 and so far on the young season, and Michigan is 2-1. and uh, UNLV plus 13.5 versus the Wolverines. Thoughts on this one, Lee? Okay, do I think UNLV has a chance to win this game? Probably not. But we're looking to cash a bet. And I think Michigan's talented. I, I just don't think they're experienced. And this is a tough trip. I mean, they're coming off a game on Tuesday night. They played Seton Hall, and they got to travel cross-country to play, and the game is going to start at midnight Eastern time. That's tough for any young kid's clock. So I think that might contribute to them being off just a little bit here. I think that this is a big stage here for UNLV. they got to feel comfortable. You know, they got a bunch of guys that, you know, that are – second, third, and fourth options. And they're looking to step up here. So uh, the center, Hunter Dickinson, um, you know, I think he, yeah, I think for the Wolverines, he might have some trouble. I think they're going to force him out and, and then try to, you know, feed the ball inside. If they're able to do that, they should have some success. So some of these guys for UNLV, I think will step up. Maybe it's Bryce Hamilton, uh, also like Jordan McCabe. Um, he chips in at like 10 points a game. He had 13 against North Dakota State, uh, which is a tough defense. And then uh, forward Royce Ham uh, Jr. scoring a little over nine a game. Uh, uh, I think he could have a big game, and, and he's a really good rebounder. So you can't lose the battle on the glass here. So I just think that the scheduling situation here, and I think also 
good crowd might, you know, help out and Spurrier King. We're not talking about winning, you know, uh, seven out of ten, eight out of ten. Just keep it close. I'm picking UNLV plus thirteen and a half against Michigan. <laughs> Wrong team favorite. There you go, right there. So uh, Lee rolled with UNLV. Take the thirteen and a half points. He doesn't think they're going to win the game, but he thinks he can keep it close. And I think that that's a. I mean, I don't want to say it's a win, but it's not bad. And when you're talking about money, then that's all that matters. That is a win. All right, guys, listen to me. Listen to me, good. Put the money on UNLV. They're winning out, right? I mean, they don't even have to. But I'm telling you, they You're are. You're getting 13 and a half points. That's a lot of points. A lot of points. As we make our picks, if you want to make some money, you'll listen to me. <laughs> sure. Sure. I'm so glad that I don't. we don't have a lot of time left in this show because I just saw a tweet. Okay, never mind. I don't, I ain't gonna go. I don't even want to start it. I don't even want to start the tweet because then I'll start talking about and I'll go into it. And we won't get what we got to get done. Uh, and let's go out to the phone lines. Let's do that. Let me get let me get focused here. Uh, Travell in Sacramento, what's on your mind? Welcome to the show. How's it going, Q? Chilling, man. Chilling. Blessed. That's that's good. See, you, you're a smart man not to take financial advice from Demond. I'm <laughs> be honest with you. Uh, no, no no disrespect, Demond. I'm just not putting my money on UNLV. Uh, another thing, marriage. I ain't married yet, but I already know it's gonna be a waste of money. Me and my old lady talking about wedding plans and marriage right now. I'm just, I, I, I know it's going to be a waste of money, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. Uh, offensively, I'm just going to get to it. I think the person that should have a game is Brian Edwards. Just like you have the God-given ability, the stature to be a top receiver in the NFL, but you're not putting it together, at least not yet. Like, you got the ability. Just do it and just prove that you're a number one receiver. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say. Uh, defensively, I feel like Trayvon Merrink, he has a great opportunity, and I feel like Joe Burrow is going to give him opportunities for a couple of interceptions this game. Yeah, I, And I, I feel like he's going to have a, a solid defensive uh, appearance this, this game. Nice. I like it. And that's it. Nice. Hey, thank you for the call. I do appreciate you. And, yeah, good luck with that, man. Once the, once, once the wife-to-be's got it in her mind what she wants to spend the money on on the, the wedding, she's going to do it. And she'll come back to you later and say, yeah, that was probably a waste of our money. But, you know, it's, it's, it'll, they'll be happy for the day, and that's cool. That's why I didn't tell Cassie Soto what I said to everybody else today. Don't, don't go waste your money because, you know what, she waited long enough to get, get engaged. Let her have her day. Let her have her moment. Later on, she'll look back at her, at her then-husband and say, yeah, we probably could have done something else. Bought a car <laughs> outright, <laughs> but I mean, it is what it is. Let's go ahead real quick and get to our, our picks, our NFL picks. Uh, we both had New England last night. I don't, we didn't get it to it on the air, but we both had New England. I don't think there was any question about who we had New England at Atlanta. So we both got dubs for that. We didn't do very well last week. I went seven and six and, and DeMond pointed out that there was a tie. So I went seven, six and one or seven. Yeah. in a tie, whatever. And then where'd you go last week? A respectable five and seven. Oh, you stink. Wait, hold on. So that's, how'd you go five and seven? I don't know, man. That's what the math did. Did I, did I do it wrong? Don't worry I about don't it. I don't know. One of us did the math wrong. You did. You went. How did you have 12 and I had 13 plus plus a, a, a tie? Did you throw the tie out? Maybe maybe I missed something. Yeah, man. Who knows? All right. Well, we ain't got time to yeah, worry exactly. about math. All right. Let's go through these week's games real quick. Uh, Indianapolis at Buffalo. Who you got? Buffalo. I got the Bills as well. Baltimore at Chicago. I got the Ravens. Ravens, yeah. All right. Detroit at Cleveland. I got – or you go ahead. Go ahead. It's your turn. Man. Are you serious? Detroit at Chicago? 
Or Detroit or Cleveland? I don't want Cleveland to win ever, but I get, man. I mean, I'm not asking who you want to win. I'm asking who you think is going to win. But if Detroit wins, I could look like a genius. All right, but I'm going to go Cleveland. <laughs> All right, genius. I'm going with the Browns as well. Houston at Tennessee. I got the Titans. Of course you do. Come on. <laughs> Titans. Well, if, if, if Houston wins, I'd look like a genius. These, hey, but. <laughs> Stupid. I got to roll the dice sometimes. Green, Green Bay at Minnesota. Who you got? Green Bay. I got the Packers as well. Miami at the J-E-T-S Jets. This is a blah game. Uh, 10 a.m. kickoff. I got Miami. I got Miami as well. <laughs> You're not gaining any ground. I know, man. All these all these games are so bad. New Orleans at Philadelphia. Who you got? Ooh. Let me go Philly. All right. I got the Eagles as well. I don't God, know what took man, you so long. I don't know what took you so long to do that. Trevor Simeon. Who knows? Okay. Washington at Carolina. You know I got the fight in Matt Rules. They're, they're the, that's Cam Newton's team now. He's lost the locker room. That's Cam's team now. No, he, he definitely has not. That's why he brought Cam in to uh, get some more butts in the seats and get some more jerseys sold. And, oh, by the way, they messed around and won a game. Well, you're picking him to win again. So I, I am. Cam. I, okay. Well, then you're going with the same team I'm I, going I with. I am, but for different reasons. Fine. Call it what you want to. We still got to the same place. You took left. I went right, but we ended up at the middle. San Francisco at Jacksonville. <laughs> Who you got? San Francisco. I got the 49ers as well. Boy, we're, we're fantastic in this. Dallas at Kansas City. This game is probably the game I'm looking forward to the most this week. Uh, Amari Cooper will not be playing for the Cowboys. Uh, he's out of COVID-19. He won't play this game, and he won't play on Thanksgiving against the Raiders. So Dallas at Kansas City. Who do you got? I'm going to take Dallas. It's at Kansas City. I said I'm going to take Dallas. All right, all right. I'm going to take – you know what? I had – look. Look at my paper. I had Dallas. Dang. I'm going to go no, Kansas no, no, go no, City. No. I'm going Kansas City. <laughs> Because the way you said it, I didn't like your attitude. <laughs> I didn't like your attitude. We act like a damn married couple that spent way too much money. <laughs> God. I'm going with KC in that game. Mm, really? Arizona at Seattle. I got the Seahawks. I got Arizona. Here we go. That makes All right. that one. Pittsburgh at the Chargers. I got the Chargers. We're copying me. I'm going to take the Chargers as well. All right. And then Monday Night Football, I'll be at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. The Underground Lounge. I will be there Monday night to take to see New York as the football giants at Tampa Bay. Who do you got? Tampa. I got Tampa as well. So not too many switch ups there. I switched up KC. I'm going to mark it down here so you don't think that I'm lying to you later. I got Kansas City because it's at home and maybe I, they got right against the Raiders. I'll tell you right now, I hope that Dallas wins that game. I don't mind taking an L on that one. I really hope Dallas wins that game for obvious reasons. But, uh, I don't know. I just think that Kansas City is going to be feeling good about themselves back at Arrowhead Stadium. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to go ahead and roll with KC in that one. But that that should be interesting. So that's that's our picks for the week. That's all the calls we have for the week. Got a, te- a text just pedal baby. Got that one. We've been over a lot of different subjects today on the show. Who you got? UNLV in Michigan? Who do you got? UNLV. UNLV San Diego State? UNLV. That one actually is more realistic. I think there's a more realistic what is, chance. You, hold on. Hold there's a more on. realistic chance that, that UNLV beats San Diego State and goes on they three game winning streak. They lost to Seton Hall, Michigan. Okay. Unranked Seton Hall. Okay. Seton Hall's a traditional basketball school. Oh, the old Big East. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> well, you're hearing it from me. And UNLV's a basketball school, too. What are you talking exactly. about? Exactly. So if you're going to, what they used to do back in the 80s and 90s, give UNLV that same credit. Michigan was ranked number four and is ranked number four. And they just lost to unranked Seton Hall. That's fine. I don't think they're losing to unranked UNLV. We could agree to disagree. 
Vinny Bossador, he's I coming up next. I know they just lost to some scrubs, but they ain't going to lose to these scrubs. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't go there. Coach Kruger now is going to be mad at me. You just threw words in my mouth. I'm going to Vinny Bossador in the huddles next. Underground, underground Lounge. It's the Golden Circle Sportsbook, damn it. T.I., Treasure Island, I'm out.